Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's Vaughn Miller. You know, um, some guys are aliens visiting from another planet, you know. Um, and that's just the reality of it. Man, in the National Football League, man, you got to respect all these guys, right? They're all freaky. Um, but some guys are even freaky in our setting. And he's just one of those guys. He always has been since he came out of A&M, moving and changing and running like a corner. Um, <clears throat> he needs no endorsement from me. His resume is his resume. Um, kudos to Vaughn Miller, tip of the cap to Vaughn Miller. And that indeed is head coach Mike Dalman telling you, yeah, he's an alien. He's from another planet. <laughs> you know, you look at Vaughn Miller and you think at the age of 33, you know, how much more can he do well i'll tell you what he's got four sacks in six career games versus the steelers uh he's got uh, what four uh, three sacks over four games this year at 33 years of age 118 and a half sacks and 154 games max this guy is something he's you know mike talks about the fact that he is scientific and he is um one of those guys that really works he, he's got a great professional and scientific approach to pass rushing and i think you told me he hosts a camp yeah he well he does a um he does a a, a, a pass rush summit okay pass uh, rush summit okay there yeah you go. he does that with a bunch of other nfl players every single year and they are um they, they get together and they all share pass rush moves it's a three-day thing or i think it's a two or three-day thing they get together. It's kind of like the OL Summit mm -hmm. um, that 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 they do down in Texas. Same thing, same concept, um, where it's just it's the hive mind, pro, you know, process of helping other guys become better pass rushers. And um, you know, he he like you said, he has a methodical approach to it. He's one of the guys that thought this was good to bring guys from different teams together, different skill sets, and kind of work on things as 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 a group you know, as a positional group. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that I could appreciate Vaughn. Um, you know, Vaughn was one of the guys when he came out of Texas A&M when we were in the midst of the lockout because um, that was going to be his rookie year. Mm. Um, he uh, he actually was one of the guys who said, you know, hey, put me on put me on the suit against the NFL. Like, like people forget that aspect of him. 
but a very conscious guy, a very cerebral guy. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not too bothered if, uh, Giorgio Sucolo shows up on the sidelines on Sunday. <laughs> so you've um, been watching George. Have you ever wondered how he gets that hairdo done? I mean, the, that the, looks uh, like he, he, you know, you wet it and then you stick your head out while you're doing about 85 mile an hour down the highway. I mean, that, that look at that hairdo is like wild. Yeah, it. I, I mean, it, it's got. You know what? I think he got that from the ancient an- astronauts, um, <laughs> as they call them. Instead, instead of uh, instead of aliens, they call them ancient astronauts, and it's the whole ancient astronaut. Oh yeah, a- ancient ancient astronauts. Yeah. I yeah, I blew it. I said ancient yeah. aliens. Uh. Well, no, no, no. The name of the show is Ancient Aliens. No, you got that oh, right. Was oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, no, but th- their whole thing is the the ancient astronaut theory. Okay. That, that's what they kind of frame All right, it as all right. So I did get it right even when show. I thought I got it wrong after I thought I got it right. Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're still back to the beginning that you are correct, Wolf. I have my moments when my insanity actually comes out and, and rescues me. Very good. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but no, I, I mean it, it's. I feel like it has to be egg whites. Okay, all right. You know, like the old, like the old, uh, the Jersey Shore method, right? You know, talk to Pauly D. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I need to get it just right, man. You know, got to have the hair sticking up. But his is like wild. It's not uniform. You know, usually when you kind of go Johnny Bravo style, right? You kind of <laughs> just bring it straight up and then uh-huh. boom back. His is his is like up and out. And it just does not move with the wind. I feel like I no, feel like it's, it's, it's wind resistant hair hair gel. Absolutely. Who's who is the old Dallas coach with all the hair gel? Um, had the oh, Jimmy fun. Johnson. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy J. Yeah, Jimmy J. Yeah. That that I would I I bet you that hair wouldn't have moved even if he was in Florida for that hurricane. I mean, yeah. that, that dude has yeah, got no. a tight wig, man. Well, listen, J- Jimmy. Uh, you know, he his house got damaged really bad in the hurricane but Ooh. his hair didn't <laughs> okay all right so when you see Boom. von miller and you see his ability i was watching he did a slide by you know one of those wrestling slide bys where you know james harrison made a career out of the uh no dip just rip and then he started working on that slide by where you slap the man's arm down and you hook his right behind his elbow and you slide by that arm and you turn him like you spin him like a you know, uh, like a turnstile, man, and turn that corner. And it just seemed like Von Miller is very – when he gets a guy leaning, gets his head forward, he's going to work that slide by, and, and he is, he's is he got a great ability to to make that thing slicker and snot on a doorknob, I tell you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's something that I wonder if Von talked um, to James about that move because when you just – you think about it, it's just – it's ridiculous. I mean, it's one of those things that he he has that skill set. He has the strength, mm-hmm. and once again, it, it, it's it's a very it's a very slick technique. And I actually I had James break it down to me one day mm-hmm. where I actually had him had had him um, show it to me after practice one day. Okay, um, where where it, it, it's crazy because. He's the one that will go ahead and he'll allow you to engage and hit his chest with your left hand, right? Mm-hmm. He wants he wants you to to put your hand into his chest and then as he gets the rip, the the rip move underneath, when he grabs it, he presses your hand further into your chest so you're so you can't extend your wrist. Your wrist your wrist is is fully flexed. Mm-hmm. 
in that position. Right. And then the more you push is the more that he can kind of slide himself sideways. Like he uses your own inertia against you. And it's just ridiculous. I was how I, how he does right. it. Yeah, I, I was talking to him after I remember uh, they played the Cowboys and he got after I think he had a sack or two sacks off of Tyron Smith, who was at that point in time. I mean, he was he was the best left tackle in the NFL at that point in time. And he he got after Tyron Smith and Tyron Smith had a lot of problems with him. And, uh, you know, when I said, James, I go. You're working that slide by, aren't you? Because I, I saw that in the slowdown. He trapped with one hand, outside hand, slapped down the arm, and got behind that elbow and was able to turn the corner on Tyron. And I, and, and I remember James looked at me, and he, he kind of like surprised, and he goes, don't tell anybody. <laughs> like, it, like you can't see I, it on film, James? I, I, that's what I was just about to say. I was like, don't worry. I won't say a thing, but the I don't eye in the sky anything. never lies. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, they can see the technique. They know what you're doing and yeah. still can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing about it. You know, for offensive linemen, you have to scout your, the guys you're playing against. You know, there's always guys that, uh, you know, they have go-to moves and you've got to try and take that away from them. You watch Von Miller, that slide by, you can't get head heavy leaning forward because he will absolutely mm-hmm. kill you with that move. And so it's going to be an imperative for Chooks to punch to keep his his head off the guy because all he wants to do is get you leaning forward, get that head down. He's got you. Well, and and, and that's the other thing is that you know it, it puts stress on the half man relationship that you're supposed to have. Yes, with a defensive lineman because if you know he actually wants that outside hand, right? That's when you have to you you can't you have to kind of shadow punch it so to speak, right? Wolf, mm-hmm. kind of put it out there, dangle the bait, right. and bring it back. Yep before he can actually grab the back of your tricep. Right. Um, that's gonna be key. And then you come back with what I like to call what I like to call the widow maker, right? That, that's the inside <laughs> hand. Yep. Slam and catch shoulder um either side of the pad or back of the pad to make sure that you throw him off balance. And then you can come back to balance in a lot of those situations. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup. I think cerebrally it's a good chess match. And, you know, Chooks is getting one of the best in the game to, to do it. And, and Buffalo did not pay attention to his birth certificate when they gave him that extension. <laughs> they paid him handsomely to come on over there and, yes. and change the mindset of that defense. And right now you could say that that's paying off for him. Oh, it is paying off huge. You know, I mean, Buffalo's not a big blitz-happy type of group. <sighs> not, not normally. You know, I mean, they've got the ability to sit – well, prior to all the injuries that they're suffering, I don't know what's going to happen now. But uh, certainly, you know, you got Von Miller on one side and you got that Rousseau. Rousseau is impressive. I mean, they they can put some heat. Last week against uh, – who did they play last week? Um, Buffalo – who did they play? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Buffalo played Baltimore. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes, it's right here in yeah. front of me. Of course, it would be in front of me and I can't remember. All right, but against, against Baltimore, Von Miller had five – quarterback pressures and uh, Rousseau had five quarterback pressures and that's Lamar Jackson we're talking about you know I mean it's like wow yeah. you know that's that's pretty good yeah no it's it, it, it is exactly I mean it's one of those things that they have a defense when we start going across this thing you know across the board they ha- they have some dudes 
They yeah. have some real dudes, and especially off the edges. Because you're saying Von Miller, you know, not this year's, but last year's first-round draft pick, and Greg Rousseau from Miami. You got A.J. Epinesa there. You got, was it Shaq Lawson mm-hmm. um, also? And then, you know, and that's just that's just the outside guys. That's just your outside rushers. Yeah. That's not even talking about the, the, the interior guys who can bring pressure, and especially a guy by, like Ed Oliver. I mean, Ed Oliver has been one of those guys that even from college, he's a guy that I've been kind of kind of tracking. Uh and and he, he is a solid D tackle. Oh, I know he, he doesn't good. get the attention because that defense is good at, at all those levels, but he's a guy that kind of gets overlooked at times because he can provide pass rush. You know, Ed Oliver is a guy that could also, if need be, in some of the invert stuff that they do, he he can jump and be an edge rusher. At mm-hmm. times, oh yeah. So you know when you're thinking about edge pressure, I mean, th- th- like I said, like we said yesterday, this is a defense built to stop Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's how they fashion this. They said the heck with our division. We're not going to worry about division dominance. Let's worry about conference dominance because we feel confident in every other area um, to go up against the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Um, and even though you didn't have the right result against the, the Dolphins two weeks ago, um, it's still, you know, I think it'll be a, a different story second time around. But, you know, this is a team that has a lot of star power, a lot of depth, and they're looking they – ha- they have their eyes set on the Super Bowl. So they're, they, they, so I think the other thing, the Steelers, you, they might look past the Steelers because of the record, mm-hmm. right? But they probably won't because they know that – Steelers derailed him last year in the season opener up there yeah, at Buffalo. I I can't see so, them doing that, but you know, so yeah. When I look at this defense, you you highlight Ed Oliver. Now he's injured too. He missed last week, but he's he's one of those guys. Um, it's amazing. He's only six foot one, two hundred ninety pounds. That's not a big defensive tackle or three technique guy, but his ability to quick swim, play with a low pad level, throw that uppercut, turn guys. He is one of those guys that it will play through your edge rather than through the man. He does a great job of being uh, very difficult to get a direct hit on. Yeah, he no, he he he's slippery. He's yeah. slippery as well. Um, he he he's you know I I hesitate to call him the uh, the poor man's Aaron Donald, <laughs> but because he's his own person, right? But. You know, he has a it, lot of those. It does traits. work. It does work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you know, it's it's not it's not to put him down because he is just that good. And it, you yeah. you're really looking at him going, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of the same things that Aaron Donald's got going for him. Well, and here's the thing: there's teams who are looking for and desire a poor man's Aaron Donald <laughs> because there's only sure. one Aaron Donald. Right. So if you have that type of skill set, that is highly desirable. And that that is a compliment, you know, and that's why I hesitated because I'm like, that is a big compliment to even say poor man's, you know, it's, it's like you ever heard of the poor man's lobster monkfish, you know, yeah. um, people refer to that. I mean, hey, some people love monkfish. I mean, yeah. and Ed Oliver is a guy that I think provides something, especially when you're thinking about the rest of the makeup of that defense. He's a guy that that gives you a skill set that gives you another dimension to where you don't have to commit necessarily the fifth guy to the rush mm-hmm. that fifth guy can can spy can drop into zone can do multiple things because you know the four-man rush has a good shot at applying the pressure necessary to get the ball out 
There's no doubt about that. I mean, it, it, this defense is going to be it's going to be hostile. They're going to be uh, a, a very fly around and, and hit things bunch. Um, but I'm excited to see what Kenny's able to do. You know, the good thing about it is, and, and if you take one of the things that I think comparatively with Mitch and with Kenny was, you know, Mitch was sacked three times in one half. Kenny wasn't sacked at all. You know, and that's that's one of those things you look at and kind of go, okay, that's that's that, that's obviously an advantage. The other thing too is that the, instead of one of six on third downs, such as they were in the first half, there were five of six on third downs um, in the second half. And you look at the Bills and the one maybe Achilles heel of the Bills, which is a top five defense and all other sorts of uh, comparisons and categories. But they are 19th and you know allowing third down conversions, you know. So th- there is something there, and there's something that uh, you know maybe it's more than a spark, but it's certainly something that you can build on. Hopefully, that can be something that the Steelers take advantage of. Well, oh, absolutely. You know what else we can build on Wolf? What's that, buddy? We can build on our list of podcasts available on SNR through the Steelers mobile app. That was app. sensational. Uh, you're just on, you're on the job, buddy. <laughs> no. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you have the standards with Tom and Jacob. You have Steelers Blitz with Motes and Wes. You know, our show, of course, the Godfather Savard on Steelers, uh, just releasing Steelers Week in Review, the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast with Bob Labriola, and much, much more. Um, those, those hit throughout the week, our show and all of our daily shows come up every day. So you could go get those, but the other specialty shows talk about Steelers week in review just dropped, uh, on Tuesday. And of course this Mike Tomlin game day podcast will be released every game day throughout the season. So we've already had our Thursday. So Sunday's majority, a couple of Mondays in there, um, where you'll get it. But, yeah, feel free to go to anywhere where you might find podcasts. The Steelers mobile app has it as well. Uh, iHeartRadio has it and much, much more. But when we come back, Wolf, I, I want to I talk about this. Calvin Austin III has been cited. And, and he's back on the practice field. So let's talk about him and his return and what his possible role could be in this new Kenny Pickett or KP8 offense-led type of team because he was a guy that that actually caught a lot of passes from Kenny Pickett during training camp before he was injured. So we'll talk about that and more here on S, uh, on In the Locker Room <laughs> with Wolf and Starks on SNR. There you- not, we're not doing SNR. We're on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would say somewhere in between because he's very normal, you know what I'm saying? Normal, cool, everything. But um, you can tell when it's football, he, he, he thrills about that. And he, he demands like everybody to be on point with him. He's not going to go for no Like, you, you got to be on point with him or he's going to let you know. So you, you, you're going you to have to approach it with a certain mindset and level of intensity as him. Has he let you know before? Uh, <laughs> he he done, let, he done gave me a, a, a face. And sometimes okay. if you do a face, you already know. Like, okay, let me, yeah, let me pick that up. Yeah. I give him a face back. <laughs> no, I ain't give him no, I can't do that with the QB. He the one throwing it. Uh-huh, no face back. Uh-huh. 
No face back, <laughs> says Calvin Austin third, who obviously is well within the 21-day 20 window coming off of IR where the Steelers have to make a decision. I have to wonder if they'll make that decision sooner rather than later uh, with Calvin Austin getting back on the field. Um, he also went on in that interview, Wolf, to talk about, you know, how he was feeling and how he's been just chomping at the bit to get back. But he had to obviously wait the the entire length and the protocol and everything that's becoming of that designation and uh, said he was feeling great. It was great running around. Wind was one of the things he talked about, getting back up to game shape um, endurance-wise. But, yeah, I mean, how, how – how good is it to have Stevenson? Uh, sorry, not Stevenson. Calvin also the third back in the lineup here. I think it could be awesome. It could be very well something that um, number one, uh, you can never have enough guys that you know. You know what they say about speed? You can't coach it. You know, it's a God given thing. Yeah. You know, and to have that the ability to tear the top off the coverage is something where you know when you got a safety constantly having to go to his side, you know that creates a lot of open windows for other guys that ability to be able to stretch windows for other guys is something that it really is hard to quantify because this guy is capable with that four three two speed of of doing that very thing and he talks about chomping at the bit it's been seven weeks you know when he was last practiced and that was out at st vincent college right he was he was going to the dining hall eating uncrustables right I mean, so yeah, yeah, the, you know, so this guy here, he's he's dying to get back out on that field. I love the fact that you know, d- does he give you a face? You know how quarterbacks look at you in the huddle. You know, it's like after after you gave up a oh, sack, yeah. wouldn't wasn't that awful? Wasn't that? I mean, you yeah, got to walk yeah. back to the huddle and you look. And for me, it was Terry Bradshaw. For you, it's Ben. And you're like going, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I said moment. look out. I said look out. <laughs> I don't know what else you want from me. I mean, they're good too. No, no. I mean, no. What was funny was no, so, so no, Ben would look. Look out! <laughs> oh no, not again! Not again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but here's the thing. I mean, Ben and I had a relationship. Yeah, you know, ben, ben would just look at me and shake his head. I'd look right back at him in the eyes, like. Well, get rid of the ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unspo- uh, unspoken word through our through our eye contact. Oh, see, I remember, I remember looking at Brad, and and, and it was just like there there was no uh, face given back <laughs> when I was a young buck. You know, it was just oh, like, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. I I grew with Ben. Yeah. So Ben and I were together, and that's we're also true. locker mates. So yeah. it's trust me, we've shared. We've shared many, many of times together. So it's like, yeah. you know, hey, hey li- listen, listen. And, and everybody has to remember, this is not the Ben that y'all remember in the last five to six years. The early Ben, early Ben caused me to have a shorter lifespan <laughs> from, from stress. Yeah. Because he held the ball. Yes, he did. So long. And he always seemed to drift behind me. Um, in a lot of situations <laughs> because I, I did a good job. Of, you know, I felt a block, but you know, he also was like, okay, Max has got him. Max is going to be a friend. Here, let me just hide behind this moving wall. Right. It's like, no, don't hide behind. Cause then when the guy starts reaching over my shoulder, I'm like, oh, why is he reaching over my shoulder? Yeah. It was like, oh, because you're right behind me. It's like, I need one of those little, you know, the little bike helmet, you know, that little <laughs> rear view mirror that's on bikes that sticks out off the helmet. <laughs> like, I feel like I need that for Ben because it's like, 
Where is he going to be? I don't know where he's going to be because Ben's going to be left. He's going to be right. He's going to be deep. He's going to be shallow. He's going to move around. He's going to try and move the defense with his feet. And it's like, but to, to the much chagrin of our offensive line, that's why guys did really go to the Pro Bowl outside of Allen because Allen was a perennial. But it was tough to go to the Pro Bowl with Ben early yeah. on. Well, because he it, held that ball so long. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, everyone talked about his ability to extend the plays, and he would ex- extend the plays into like the next play. <laughs> you know, it was, it was yeah. that long. It was like, okay, is it, we're, it's first down. You, when you snapped it, it's now third down. <laughs> I mean, can we, can we get yeah. rid of the ball, please? And, but that's what made him great. Uh, early yeah. on, you know, until he became part of the, you know, throwing it quicker and getting it out and let the playmakers do it and everything. But that that was really – he was very hard to bring down. I mean, Terrell Suggs talked about how hard it was to bring him down. It was not easy, but certainly, you know, when you got to hold your blocks for four, five, and six seconds, ooh, let me tell you, that's a long eternity. time. It that's is an eternity. eternity. People and don't bl- think it's an eternity. Room. It's an eternity. Yeah, yeah. Go out there and go and match forces with someone giving the same amount of force right back to you uh, for that amount of time over and over again. It it, it, it it is daunting. It's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, I'm glad we're now in an era where quarterbacks get rid of the ball faster. It makes it look, look better, especially helps out the offensive line as well. Um, but you know, it was a different era, right? Wolf for both yes, of us. Yes. So different things were required of us, but no, I mean, it, it, it's something that for Calvin Austin, it, it's good to have him back in the fold because it presents a new option for right. the Steelers. It presents a different dimension for the Steelers and another guy who's looking to present a new dimension and try and bring some stability to special teams is uh, Steven Sims. How about that? You know, yeah, exactly. So Steven Sims is a guy that has, has, has verbally confirmed that there will be an opportunity for him in either the kick or punt return games. Um, he's going to get his shot this week. So expect a hat. So the three dogs, one bone concept will be fully out because it's do you go with – Keep, do you keep Gunner at the rate that he's at? Two fumbles in four games on punt returns. Mm-hmm. Do you go with Steven Sims, who's been a healthy scratch the entire season, but we know he has explosive return ability, capability within him? Or do you go with the young speedster in Calvin Austin? So three dogs, one bone to see which one's going to get the game day hat and, and aforementioned jersey um, to go out and compete because – you're, you're, you're set with Chase Claypool. You're set with Deontay. You're set right. with George Pickens. You're set with Miles Boykin, right? Because Miles Boykin is a special teamer. Right. And he's a heck of he's he's a heck of a special teamer, by the way. Yes, he he's is. He's quietly been doing great work, I mean, on the return games and, and getting I tackles. I would agree. I would agree, bud. You know? Yeah, so, and, so that fifth one's where we're at. And thanks, Steve Sims. Okay, he had, uh, let's see, when he was with Washington, all right, two seasons in Washington, he had 30 punt and 35 kickoff returns over two seasons. It's not like this is his first rodeo. It's not by any any means, shape, or form. He also had 61 receptions, 575 yards, five TDs, and 10 carries for 103 yards, and one TD in 28 games in Washington. You know, and remember, we go back to preseason, he had a, a, a jet sweep, and he went, what, 38 yards? He had a punt return? 38 he yards. Went th- yeah, and 
Now, Calvin Austin, he had 25 punt returns in college. He averaged 13 a pop. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's pretty. It's pretty fantastic. So I think when you think about those dimensions, and this is this is a good one to keep an eye on because this could tell you, hey, wh- where are we at? Because I know Tomlin's not happy. He hates fumbles. Oh yeah, and especially to have it in those critical moments where the field is being flipped, and you could eventually, if you give that ball back, turn it back to an offense on a short field after the defense did their job. Those are the other frustrations where you're talking about how do we start to get in the way. It's when those simple concepts meld together. Well, when the defense does their job, you need to take advantage. And you can't give them a free pass for a bad series by coughing the ball up on the plus side of the field and them having now the shorter field to go out and kind of rectify um, what went wrong in the previous drive. So you want to minimize that. And so Steven Sims is going to get a look at that um this week and i imagine also calvin austin is also taking reps at kick and punt return as well just because for viability options absolutely you know I, and and I, gunner has got the credentials i mean you know he played for belichick he was a, a pro bowler um but when you start to get in that you know what happens you, he, that that muff putt against the patriots now your former team it's at a big point in the game, and it's a 17-14 loss that it eventually is. That's that's a huge thing. That's absolutely one of those things that will, you know, gnaw, it's like a worm in your brain because that's one of those mistakes you make that really hurt your team. The second one was a muffed one that James Pierre came up with, you know, and, and, and the thing is, it, I remember what Mike said. I'm losing, basically said I'm losing confidence in him. And you know what that means because – when you have a punt returner, it's about judgment as much as it is about returns. You know what I mean? Whether you catch the ball, you you know you free catch, uh, have a fair catch, or you you're going to try to make a return, or you let it you know you put your heels on the ten and let it bounce behind you. Those sorts of things. The 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 active dynamo of making good proper judgment. And then being able to actually catch the ball and do so that doesn't make everybody like go, you know, grab their chest where their heart is, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's like you've got to – you trusting a guy is the biggest part of it. And so I can see where, you know, you look at Stephen Sims now and you say, I might have to go Stephen Sims. I might have to go Cale Austin just because of the fact that, you know, unfortunately Gunner has put himself in that predicament. Yeah, Gunner has put himself in the crosshairs of criticism. Yeah, uh, so there speak. you go. Um, but you know, but for Gunner, like you said, you see the tendencies, you see the habits, and it is a judgment call, and it's a snap judgment call because you have to take. You know, you talked about this. Well, snapshot of the field, snapshot right. of the ball, snapshot of the field, yes. snapshot of the ball, snapshot of the field, and ball. Yeah, ball's here, and now I now I either need to make a football move, I need to call for safe. Or whatever you got to do, but make sure you secure that football. I don't care if you catch it and fall to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just secure said catch at all times. Don't look to make the move until it's time to make the move. Well, that's a good move. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, I thought so. I thought so. I thought I thought it was really good. <laughs> well, there's no doubt about it. You know, one of the things I'm wondering: Have you looked at the weather report for the bill uh, for the, the Bills game up there? I've not be outside of windy, pot. outside of windy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be windy. Uh, one time when yeah. we were up there, 
we had a uh, our punter uh, Harry Newsom punted, and the wind was coming off the lake, and because the stadium is below ground, you know, it would come over the top of the stadium, and and it just that wind just goes like crazy coming from the top of the stadium down to the floor, and uh, I've seen. Uh, one year we were there, and uh, I, w- I saw a paper bag blow across the field. That when it hit the 50, it went straight up like a rocket for whatever reason. You know, the wind's coming in. Well, we were playing there many years ago back in, as I was saying, H- Harry Newsom punted the ball, and the wind was blowing so hard that it it blew the ball back to the line of scrimmage. I mean, the ball, the ball literally went straight up in the air. Harry tried to drive it, and it shot up when it hit about the, uh, the uh, line of scrimmage. It went straight up in the air, and we're screaming at the gunners to turn around and run back <laughs> because, yeah. because the ball it just hung up in the air. It was unbelievable. It landed three yards in front of the line of scrimmage. I mean, oh, it, it wasn't God. a miss hit. It was just that the wind was that strong coming in off the lake. So, giving you an updated forecast for Sunday, it is a high of 58 with a low of 47. Um, I can't give you hour by hour because the way the app works, it's only uh, it's only the next 24 hours. So, I imagine it's, it's, it's going to be chilly, mm-hmm. um, just a bit, and I think it's going to be windy, um, which is what a natural thing is, and when you build something like you said below earth where the wind that's moving on the ground can just go up and into the stadium it's going to present a challenge definitely going to present a challenge all right my friend it's time to we're going to wrap this one up we're going to come back and we will put it together on the other side here think about this even though the you know they, there was the talk of uh, Chase Claypool that was put up by Nate Geary which I don't put any stock in it. But somebody is trying to recruit another wide receiver to the Bills' way, and his name is OBJ. And we'll tell you what about what about it when we come back. SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One back look. Kareem Hunt gets the fake. Mayfield is back with time. Throws it to the near sideline. And that pass is caught by Odell Beckham Jr. With tight coverage on the play. That was Joe Hayden, but he still reeled it in. Well, indeed, you got Von Miller who's in a recruiting mode up in Buffalo. One of the guys he's trying to recruit is Odell Beckham Jr., uh, though I, it's reportedly he's going to be visiting the Giants, and he's also looking to check out uh, both the Saints and Buccaneers. But uh, Miller says, just me personally, just the way I like to think, when it's time to start chopping the block, I think when it's time to get down to business, I think I know where he's going to be at. Oh, well, you think Odell is going to check into Buffalo there, Max? Well, I I think you have to be able to do something, um, but I, how as much I does, look at this, how much? Let me ask you this: because you're you're of the modern era, okay? How yeah. much of real recruiting goes on by players? I mean, there's a certain degree of familiarity. I mean, as guys talk, I mean, like I was talking about before with with Von Miller, right? Mm-hmm. You have this password summit where you're bringing guys in from all over. Guys train at facilities across this country. 
okay. that don't necessarily play together. I mean, out here in Arizona, I, I'm at a facility um, with guys, 25 offensive linemen. They don't all play on the same team. Okay. Um, and so guys spend time together. So I think, you know, when you're, when you're trying to parse whether guys are talking about – guys have conversations. They have each other's phone numbers. We're in the modern era, right? You know, you, you could <laughs> yeah. DM a guy. You could tweet a guy. You could text a guy. In my you day, know what I'm saying? you didn't pick up the phone and talk to each other. You didn't even acknowledge no. each other so much. No, because, you know, and, and, and guys kind of went their separate ways in the offseason. You know, right. you had certain guys that would hang together, like you and Wool, like you and Tunch had had a, had a great relationship. Right. And would hang out in the off season. You know, me, Willie, Trey, and, and company, we would we would all hang out together um, and do stuff together. But now in today's NFL and even professional sports in general, because I think the NBA it's a lot more rampant. But guys are training together, they're talking together, and trying to get each other to come over to each other's teams that they feel like there's some free agency. Um, so, I mean, there is a, a bit of it, but I wouldn't call it to the tampering level where it's agent, you know, oh, yeah. calling and doing all that kind of stuff. But I think guys are like, hey, they, they, they could put a bug in their agents here. Hey, can you explore this? Um, you know, and see if there's a possibility. I think that does happen. I think that goes, I think that goes on. We don't really talk about it. And guys will never admit it. But I'm like, if, you know, because guys go out to, uh, to uh, L.A., and um, and that's where OBJ likes to train, and mm. you know quarterbacks will go out there and throw with him, or he'll go catch a quarterback while they're out there. I mean, he 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 does that kind of stuff. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if guys are doing some form of recruiting. I mean, and let's face it, you know, you have to have a good product to recruit. You know, I don't see guys getting recruited to go to the Jets. Like you have to be drafted there, <laughs> or they have to offer you a lot of money to even want to go there. Um, but but that's really what it comes down to. I think it's the relationships. And guys speak on it, but they ultimately can't have an influence over a guy going someplace specifically, especially if you are a part of a team. Free agents obviously is a lot easier because um, that guy's not available and he's looking for any opportunity. So you can drop a name to the GM uh, and have them reach out and just see if that's even a, a possibility. Hmm. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Let me ask you something else too because – um, you know, you got Mitch from the Bills, and I, I would imagine that there was a thought process that Mitch would have a good understanding of the Bills as we go to Orchard Park and play the Bills. But now that he's not, I just wonder, is he – how much would he even be able to help, uh, you know, the, the defense understand about, you know, the play calling in Buffalo? You know, because you got a new play caller, you got – you know, every year things change a little bit, so it's not like he's got up to date knowledge of what was going on. Ah, uh, but 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 he knows Josh Allen. Yes, he does. He know he knows his tendencies. He knows what his strengths are because he was in a room with him, right? You know, for a year. So you so regardless of how things change, maybe terminology wise, mm -hmm. um, there are still some base concepts and still some things that Josh excels at and Josh does not excel at. And I think you can give a little bit more into that psyche of what Josh likes and what Josh doesn't like. Um, and I know there's new personnel defensively for them, but offensively he could still offer insights to what Leslie Frazier likes to call and their tendencies based off what they see in film. And he knows what some of the key words are that the D linemen use. So, I mean, there's some insights and nuggets he can glean from that. But I think that's the biggest thing. I think one of the other guys that's going to be an asset, Levi Wallace. 
mm. um, is another guy who sure. can corroborate actual defensive calls, concepts, philosophy. Because we need corroboration. <laughs> you got to have hey, – listen, listen. The one thing and, – and, and mini soapbox, Wolf, mini soapbox. Mm-hmm. School – it is great for teaching base principles and foundations, but when it comes to life, <laughs> like school doesn't help you. Life is a group project, Wolf. Oh, we're going to get deep here. Yeah, life is a group project. Okay. The only time in school that you have to do things all on your own is when you're taking a test. But, you know, in real life, when, when there's a real test, it's like this right here. You got a group project. It's 11 guys taking this test, <laughs> you know, and everybody has to share answers with each other to make sure that everybody can succeed offensively, defensively, and special teams. When you are at work and you're assigned a certain job, it's a bunch of people in within that project that must complete things. Think about a building does not get built by itself by one person, does it? No, no. no. No, you, you, you need a bunch of people with a bunch of different skill sets and everybody collaborates. In a company, when you're building a company from the ground up, you need people to collaborate to make that company into what it is. School's the only time it doesn't happen. So this is like an open book test with everybody conversing to make sure that people know what they're doing. And that's the one thing where school is different from reality. Only in school do you have to sit by yourself and you get caught cheating if you <laughs> if you if you look at somebody else's paper. But the game of life, no, it's all about looking on the other person's paper and asking that person to come over. Hell, even going over and asking the person, hey, what is the answer? What is the answer? I need to know this. <laughs> you know? So so when I think about that, I think this is what it is. It, it's all about group sharing. It's all about creating that. And I think Levi and Mitch provide the window into that. Um, to be able to to share what they know. Obviously, things will be different because the team knows that those guys are on this team, so they might change up a little bit. But your base philosophy, your base tendencies, um, those are still there. Those don't change. Yeah, the terminology might change a little bit, but if you give enough about the base about it, you can make your own deductions after that. Well, absolutely. You know, <laughs> um, I, I can see your point. Uh, they're very well put. Uh, the the biggest yeah. the biggest thing to me is you take a look at Josh Allen and how are you going to defend him because he, whether it's throwing the ball or running the ball because he doesn't need the necessary. He it, I mean he can go wildcat, you know because the, he's the leading rusher on that team, you know I mean he's 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 everything to that offense. And it was, you know, it was funny because I was watching film of, uh, and I know we got to go here in a minute. It's just kind of jumped up when I was watching film this morning. But, you know, the, the Ravens did a good job of defending him for about a half to three quarters. You know, they yeah. really they did a good job. And uh, it's interesting to me that it, it fell apart late for the Ravens. And I think the Ravens are having some situation, a little bit of problem, uh, not unlike the Steelers. Yeah. No, it's not unique, but I think – you can look at that and glean a lot of stuff from it, and it's going to be a full four-quarter effort. So guys have to make sure that they are they're on their p's and q's, Wolf. But with that, we got to step aside. We got to take Show's our p's over. and q's elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, we got to take our p's and q's elsewhere. But if anybody missed anything today, feel free to go download 
uh, you know, this th- this show and any other show and is even divided by hours, so it makes it even more palatable. You can get it in bits and pieces. Um, go on the SNR, uh, the Steelers Nation and Steelers mobile app. You can go on iHeart, catch our show, catch the Blitz, catch uh, the Standard, catch all of our SNR lineup wherever you get podcasts. Or, heck, you can even ask Alexa. Alexa makes it nice and easy. You can go say, hey, Alexa, put on Steelers Nation Radio on iHeart, and it'll, it'll be right there for you wherever you are, you're at. But a great show today, Wolf. Tomorrow we start breaking down the bills. There you go. We had to, before we go break down some some wings in Buffalo. Ooh, yes. um, we'll do that tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Everybody be blessed. Have a great day. You've been in the locker room with Mr. Craig Wolfley and, of course, myself, Max Starks, and behind the boards, Mr. Wesley Euler. Have a blessed day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.